welcome to Shitty Shark Show, the podcast where we dive deep into the shark movie genre. I'm Emily. And I'm Sinead. And, and this is Iris. <laughs> She's on my lap. There, there are many animals involved in the making of this uh, podcast. Surprisingly, none of them are sharks. Couldn't do it without them. <laughs> They're great. For all that they knock shit over or bark. Anyway, um, today we are talking about Megalodon. Not to be confused with the Meg, the the Meg, or the 2002 film called Megalodon. Yeah, also, or the other Megalodon, or that other movie that has Megalodon as a subtitle. I don't. It's there's a lot of movies called Megalodon because they're like, okay, the Great White isn't big enough anymore. Yeah, we've done the Great White. It's played bigger <laughs> shark, bigger shark, Megalodon. Yeah. Prehistoric sharks, great fun. Um, also, not to be confused with Mega Shark, which is an entirely different franchise. Yeah, which also Mega Shark is a megalodon, though. So he, he also belongs here. Yeah. Um, so this movie came out in 2018. In case you're wondering what version we're talking about, which unfortunately was the same year the Meg came out. Yeah. Why did these both come out the same year? I'm baffled by it. I was literally looking up to see if I could find a plot synopsis for this movie, and it was. I found a search on like Yahoo Answers or some shit being like, is Megalodon and the Meg the same movie? And they're I'm like, definitely no. not. I've seen both of them and they're very different movies. They're they're wildly different. Let's uh let's get into the plot of this movie. Alright. If you insist. <laughs> the sooner we start, the sooner it's over. Fair play. So, a few hundred miles off the shore of Hawaii, a Russian submarine is attempting to drill into the communications cable that spans the Pacific. And that's where we like start. Um, the captain of the submarine orders the crew to drill faster. And the vibrations caused by the drill attract a giant shark, which bites a chunk out of the submarine. And then the captain and like two other people bolt for the the bulkhead of the sub and he like shoves people behind and slams the door leaving them to drown yeah so uh we're doing great with that guy well you know russians right they're terrible and then we flash to the uh the heroes of this movie the u.s navy (sighs) (laughs) yeah yeah the u.s navy destroyer shaw is commanded by Captain Streeper and uh, they detect something in the ocean and they're like, huh, we should go check that out. Commander Lynch, who's kind of our heroine for this movie, Mm -hmm. um, is determined to go down and investigate because the destroyer is equipped with a submarine that she, submersible, that she helped design and create. She is like so hot and ready to get this thing in the water. It's like the only thing she cares about. Yeah. She like defies orders and has like already had the sub prepped before the commanding officer has actually allowed her to go. Yeah. She does a lot of like shit that apparently is really bad, but you know, I didn't know any of it. Cause I'm not in the fucking military. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, on board the ship is there's a bunch of new cadets and there's also 
um, an admiral who's come to convince the cadets of the greatness of the U.S. Navy. It's this movie. This movie. Okay. So I know that copaganda is a thing. Is there an equivalent word for like um, military propaganda? Not that I know of, but probably. Probably. But that's what this movie is. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's a lot of like, join the Navy. We're great. There's this one. Okay. Like, we'll get to it. But there's this one, like, sequence near the end where they're like giving one. Someone's giving like an inspirational speech to the Navy. But like, or to the people on the boat. But, like, as he's saying it, they're, like, intercutting it with, like, slow motion, like, pans of people, like, with their arms crossed looking into the camera and, like, doing Navy things. And I'm like, this is just a commercial for the Navy. Yeah. They just took a commercial from the Navy off the TV and put it in their movie. And then they built a movie around that. That's what, that's, that's the vibe I got. It was so weird. Probably what happened. <laughs> um, so, um... Lynch goes down in the submersible along with two other people and rescue the three surviving Russians. Um, although the, the Russian captain is like constantly insisting that they were doing a whale research yeah. survey. Yeah. It's like, we're doing whale research. Um, one of his subordinates kind of tells them what they were doing because they just she just wants to survive and get away from the giant shark that bit a chunk out of their submarine. Mm -hmm. However, they run into a bit of a problem when the entire submersible, along with everyone inside, is swallowed by the Megalodon. <laughs> That's my favorite. That, this is the only reason I enjoy this movie. is because most of it takes place inside a fucking shark. Like you know. Jonah and the whale shit. What the fuck? It's so funny. Yeah, um, so they've been swallowed whole, luckily. Um, there's some dealing with the whole pressure changes as the shark dives deeper. Yeah, no no teeth, no biting. It no. just gulps them. Like, I mean... Like a whale does. Like This this movie is also vor. What what can you do? And it very much is. <laughs> um, they, they try to tase the shark from the inside to get it to, like, throw yeah. up or, like, let them out. Because they've got, like, an electric cage around the submarine yeah that they like charge and i'm like why why do you need this i don't know fend off sharks i guess um but then instead of doing because that doesn't work and they end up using most of their power so like mm -hmm. things like getting them oxygen and stuff kind of falls to the wayside um they managed to get them out by like hooking all the stake that they had on the ship onto the anchor and then throwing the anchor into the uh, it wasn't that much stake water. either it really wasn't but like the cook from the ship was like we're gonna be eating beans and rice or whatever for the next six months and i'm like you've been attacked by a giant shark are yeah. you not going back to port yeah like i'm like you're just gonna just stay out here also, you put the admiral in the brig because he didn't want to go rescue the people. <laughs> he didn't want to go fist fight a giant shark. Which, like, yeah, fair. The admiral tried to take command of the ship and basically all the um, soldiers refused and followed their original commander. Yeah. And in, like, 
Okay. Oh my god, it was so weird. It's uh weird. Okay, let's put the admiral in the brig, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when they put down the anchor with it acting like a giant fish hook almost as bait for the megalodon, it opens its mouth, and in that instant, somehow magically, the sub manages to swim out of its stomach. Yeah, like okay, listen, listen. I will admit to not knowing much about the digestive tract of sharks. But surely an esophagus is involved somewhere. Probably. I mean, also, they probably... It's not just going to be able to just swim back out of its mouth. It's all like they were just hanging out behind the teeth. No, they were in the tummy. Like, where's the stomach acid? I I don't know. know. Oh, my God. It's a bunch of weird fucking shit. Yeah, it was really stupid. So, um, anyway, they they manage to escape. They get the submarine back up to the surface and back onto the ship. Um, as they climb back onto the destroyer, one of the guys who went down in the sub falls back into the water and gets electrocuted because they try to electrocute the water to stun the Meg. Um, and he falls off the net where he was climbing up the side of the ship, falls back in, gets electrocuted and dies, and then dramatically sinks to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Which seemed like s- just stupidity on his part, if I'm honest. Yeah. So um, at this point, there are the, the three Russians are now aboard the ship and are put in the brig. And they take, I believe her name is like Popov or something. Yeah. She's the one the- who's like, the only one who's like, genuinely is like okay we're in a shitty situation we should probably uh i don't know together yeah do anything to try and fix it and everyone else is just like no you will not you will not tell her we are on a fishing whale survey mission and she's like yes there is giant shark it tried to eat us everyone is dead please help and i'm like yeah exactly so when they they interview Popov, I think that's her name, so I'm just going to go with it. Um, She tells, basically, like, yeah, we were doing what you thought we were doing, which was drilling into the communication cable. (laughs) She is low-key a traitor. (laughs) (laughs) There's an imposter. I mean, hopefully she gets, like, uh, witness protection or something. I mean, maybe. Doesn't she? Does she die? I don't remember. I thought she died. Honestly, I was asleep for the last like 20 minutes of the film. Yeah, I noticed. I you was were not facing the back of the couch. I was I really did not feel well that day. That's fair. Um so they basically figure out what they were doing, which as they'd guessed was drilling and then the, the drill attracted the megalodon. Yeah. Um and their plan to kill the megalodon is to rig up the submersible with a bunch of explosives. Yeah. Which for some reason they have. Um, and then remotely detonate it. Yeah, why do Once they have all these inside the megalodon? That's a good question. U.S. Navy. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Navy, but we will we will get to how they portray the Navy. We'll get there. Okay. It's, yeah. Cool. Um, so, yeah, they have a one of the, like, techs on board has figured out a way to like basically make a remote so once the shark swallows the submersible (laughs) they blow it up from the inside um they are thwarted by the fact that the russian captain as well as his subordinate who hasn't turned traitor 
um, escape from the brig, which seems like just a bad brig, a bad brig. Like they're not supposed to be able to get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, so they escape. They like immediately pick up a fucking machine gun <laughs> and they start kind of sneaking around the ship. They start, they start causing fuck. Yeah. There's For- a shootout between the, the Navy and the Russians on the deck of the ship. They, uh, they come across Lynch and the, the tech girl. I can't remember these names. No. The only reason I know them is because some of them are in the summary. Yeah. Um, and they force her to throw the detonator overboard, which means that they can't blow up the submersible anymore because the range on it was about 300 feet or something. Yeah, it was a really very small range, if yeah. I'm honest. Um, kind of seems useless. Just, just a bit. But uh, eventually, with the shootout, they managed to kill the Russians. I can't remember if the captain is captured again or just straight up killed. No, he's still alive. Okay. The captain is still running around. Um, I think his subordinate is killed, though. Yeah, probably. Um, he didn't even have a name, as far as I could tell. Yeah. Um, so, at this point, they basically... The tech girl manages to build another detonator, but it is... Okay only good for like 20 to 30 feet yes and here's i want to mention this i thought about that i don't know if i mentioned it because i was like half asleep Mm -hmm. but i did think about this while we were watching this movie what the fuck kind of detonator is this like is this like bluetooth is this wireless like i don't i will admit that i know nothing about like remote explosives but it just doesn't seem like something you could do if i'm honest radio there's radio signals i okay you cause an interruption in the electrical system which causes a reaction which ignites something and then it's a chain reaction okay okay see this is something that i did not know so i was like i was straight up imagining her like trying to connect it to like like some kind of blow up no like some kind of wi-fi because I don't know what the fuck anything is. Please connect to Megalodon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they're like, no, there's something already attached. And it's like, no, it flew. It, they threw it overboard. Because, like, honestly, Bluetooth is Bluetooth's a little bitch, right? Like, it you're really trying to is. attach something else. So it's like someone's already attached to it. I'm like, that device is, like, turned off. Please let me play my stupid music. Anyway, <laughs> that's really, really not relevant. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, back to the uh, the stupid remote. This new one has an even shorter range, and yeah. you can only blow it up from feet. twenty to thirty feet. Like you're, that's a that's you're gonna die at that. Which point. Which is like a hundred percent, you're going to die. And at this you, point, you basically have to be like the megalodon. How wide across is the megalodon? About twenty to thirty. Right. Feet. Well, you have to be inside it to yeah. blow this shit up. Um. So. Um, the, the destroyer itself has basically used up all its power because they electrocuted the water at one point. Cause some, some bullshit nonsense they made up. Yeah. The ship was damaged. So everyone piles onto the lifeboats and the captain of the ship, um, basically promotes Lynch to acting captain. Because he's going to go die. Yeah. Cause he's going to go down with the ship. Yeah. And then she's supposed to go with the others and everyone's supposed to leave. Um, 
obviously this this doesn't go at this point also the russian captain is still like running around the ship with a machine gun yeah they kind of forgot about him huh yeah just a little bit um so they put everyone on the ships the lifeboats that's what they're called yep um (laughs) the lifeboats have headed off with a bunch of the crew that we like haven't seen for most of the movie yeah okay they open with like hundreds of people on this ship like all the new cadets are on this ship there's a lot of them and we see maybe six people consistently throughout this movie yeah so Um, we we don't know it's literally you can tell that it's that they got one lifeboat and they copy pasted it in the water because people are sitting in the exact same way it's really funny it's hilarious yeah no because there's like there's like a bunch of lifeboats that they show but yeah it's all just there's still only like eight lifeboats yeah it's, it's not enough no by far definitely not enough for all the people i'm like you've lost some people here haven't yeah you? no people have definitely like a lot of people have died if this is how many people are there yeah but it is just the same lifeboat over and over again yeah so um captain streeper that's his name captain streeper is supposed to stay behind and there's like a shootout with the russian guy in the engine room of the ship i believe okay um at this point the admiral shows up and he's like i'm not leaving this was supposed to be my last trip and uh you're too young to die and like tries to send nonsense send off captain streeper um and then lynch shows up yeah finally she just was like hey um i didn't i didn't leave i'm still here yeah so now you have the three of them on the ship. Uh, the Admiral finally manages to kill the Russian captain. So he's no longer shooting everyone. Um, yeah. And the Admiral manages to command uh, Captain Streeper and Commander Lynch to go to lifeboats. And he sits down in the engine room of the ship and uh talks about his wife to himself for a little bit yeah about going home to his wife and i'm like you're not gonna go yeah, home now I'm like, and dude you're it. dying uh, i don't know i don't know they they have the admiral in the beginning of the movie he causes a little bit of conflict then he disappears for most of the movie yeah and then he comes back right at the end and is like i have a wife and you're like who the fuck even are you i've forgotten about you it's been so long i don't remember who you are yeah, so he uh, he lights a cigar, and uh, I believe he says adios, and then the megalodon- At least it's not chow, honestly. I mean, I was kind of expecting, like, hasta la vista. Oh my god. Like, low-key, that was the energy that was going on. This Wolf. admiral did show up with fucking aviator sunglasses and four, like, high school class rings- kind of yeah, bullshit he's, on his hands. He's very gaudy. He's a very luscious man. I I think he has a mullet. Yeah, he's he's a <laughs> weird he's a weird one. He is a, a entity in and of himself. But mm. anyway, um the megalodon comes through the wall of the ship. You see its mouth opening and it stops like two inches away from the admiral and then he's like i was supposed to quit smoking puts out his cigar on the megalodon's face and i'm like wouldn't momentum have carried it further but okay and then he blows it up and then the entire ship goes up the entire megalodon blows up so we're still going with the explosion kills and then we have everyone else standing on the boats and saluting 
Yeah, they do a lot of, there's a lot of saluting in this movie. Gotta, gotta, in the Navy. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. So that's how Megalodon 2018 goes. Yep. Uh, That's it. Um, So, okay. So I have some fun trivia. Excellent. One piece of trivia is that this movie was released August 13th, 2018, and was explicitly meant to capitalize on the success, on not even the success, on The Meg, which was released uh, like three days prior. I mean, why not? Yeah, like... <laughs> they want people to be confused and to go to the wrong one. Exactly. Okay, I um, see it. Yeah, and then <laughs> there's there's a few other things about, like, how, like, the ship that they filmed on was docked because it's, like, a World War II ship museum <laughs> <laughs> that they got oh permission. And I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> some They have a lot of issues with the haircuts in this trivia section. Oh, none of so, those haircuts no. were actually military haircuts. That was yeah. something I did notice because, like, I know people They're all very military, long and, like, and scruffy and the cook mm. on board has a beard and they're like, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. So that's fun. Um the commander, Commander Lynch, wears an insignia of a lieutenant. So she's not a commander. She's a lieutenant. Yep. Uh, that's basically the trivia. I want to get into the goofs because a lot of Navy people saw this movie, apparently, and was like, that's not how it fucking goes. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. So this is my favorite factual error because it's something that I noticed. I was like, they're saluting a fucking lot in this movie. And someone pointed out multiple naval officers salute each other indoors while uncovered, not wearing a hat. While it is customary to remove one's cover once indoors, saluting an officer is only performed outdoors while covered. The only instance in which officers are saluted indoors is during official ceremonies. Again, however, indoor saluting is only performed while covered. I would not make it in the Navy because I would not remember all those bullshit rules. No. Um, also, I forgot to mention, this is an asylum film. Yes, this is an asylum production. We, did, we forgot to mention that. Our good, good asylum buddies. This is our good friend. Um, someone else points out that the Admiral is wearing a hat with the Coast Guard officer insignia. <laughs> so... There were other things problematic about the Admiral. Not an Admiral. <laughs> um, someone points oh out God. that sailors aboard a naval vessel do not wear camouflage clothing, and they're all wearing, like, Navy camouflage. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 yeah, there's some people, some of them are like, yeah, this guy has too many stars or too few stars. So that's the wrong, they're not actually that position. And I'm like, I don't actually really care about that. Um, these are good. Okay. So around 11 minutes in, um, when Michael Madsen's character, I don't know who that is. Is that the Admiral? Possibly. Probably. I think it's the Admiral. But when he's talking to the captain outside the ship, they are standing between a porthole and a door. Whenever the captain is shown, the reflection in the porthole next to him shows a building and a water tower in the background, clearly showing that the ship is still docked and not in the middle of the ocean. (laughs) And someone else points out, obviously filmed on a tourist attraction ship as revealed by signs above two doorways on deck with one saying port and the other starboard which sailors would obviously know. Also a sign at the bottom of a hatchway saying, watch your step. And and lastly, a sign is spotted above the captain as he gives his rousing speech near the end, which says additional viewing area. (laughs) 
Like, take down the signs, oh you dipshits. Um, okay, so parents guide. We got for sex and nudity, none. And someone points out it is a complete pack of action, adventure, and horror. No sex or nudity shown in movie. What was the horror I element? I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. Violence and everything else is labeled mild. So parents were not that upset by this movie. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think, and I don't think there's anything really that would show up in like a common parents guide advisory. Well, there's for, other than like the guns. Yeah, under violence and gore, a gigantic shark is seeing attacking a submarine, which. I don't know if that's gore. It's a megalodon. Yeah. A submarine captain saves himself and two crew members by shutting themselves in an engine room and locking the door to remaining passengers pass away. Um, soldiers care seen carrying guns and using them on enemies and to try to kill a gigantic shark. Female. I don't know why they have to specify the genders on this, but they say female soldier orders a male soldier to tie up the submarine captain to restrain him. Like, why is the genders necessary? I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm I, ups- I'm upset. Hmm. Um, several people eat by a gigantic shark, several shoulder- soldiers shot by machine guns. Several shoulders. Shev- there are several shoulders in this movie. <laughs> um, None of them are bare, so the is, uh, sexual content is Yeah, fine. this is weird. A female soldier climbs into a small boat and lays face up with her eyes closed, opening her eyes to see a female enemy soldier standing over her before crouching down to hit her. The enemy soldier falls overboard and the other soldier gets up and defends herself. Why is it that specific? I don't know. Also, I have no memory of that. Yeah, scene I don't happening. know what they're talking about. I don't know that scene. Um, profanity and alcohol, drugs, and smoking, both labeled mild, both with no further, no comments at all. Okay. And under frightening and intense scenes, labeled mild, says, the gigantic shark can look ominous when shown in dark water, mostly up close to camera. But he has weird bumps on his head. He's a very weird looking shark. I love him though. Um, okay. So there are a couple user reviews, not, not many, but a couple I want to read. This one, this person rated it one out of 10 stars and the review is titled oops. (laughs) And they say, I mistakenly watched this because I thought it was the Meg. (laughs) So you know what? They got one. They were successful with at least one. Um, A lot of people are not okay. Uh, Someone says people who are giving the Meg a bad review clearly haven't seen this movie. (laughs) Um, yeah, a bunch of people are just not. Bad military representation is a big complaint. Mm-hmm. A lot of people point out that it's bad. I like this one. This one says one out of 10 stars. And the title is my seven-year-old wanted to leave a review. This was not by- done by a seven-year-old. I'm just going to put that out out front. Oh. It says, this is the worst movie ever. If anyone had to pay for it, they should get negative infinity stars. My mom was in the military. So I asked her while we watched, is that how people act for real? Every second was so cheesy. The best part was after I fell asleep in the last 30 minutes and woke up to it finally being over. I mean, that last part there is you. Yeah, that's exactly, that was exactly my viewing experience. I was falling asleep and waking up when it's also, over. also, that is a thousand percent the mom writing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, was, my kid said this. I know. And I'm like, okay, it's a bad movie, but you could just say it's a bad movie yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, someone says poetic justice. So, okay, wait, this one's pretty funny. This is the last one I'll read. One out of ten stars called Poetic Justice says, 
The Asylum production company is well known for ripping off big Hollywood blockbusters. So when the film The Meg was made from an idea that Asylum had, Megashark Films, it was poetic justice. But then The Asylum, not to be outdone, decided to rip off The Meg, a double ripoff, if you will, with this movie in quotation marks. (laughs) The quality of the movie is what we have come to expect from The Asylum movies and ticks all the wrong boxes. Terrible special effects? Tick. Bad acting? Tick. Pure dialogue? Tick. Factual errors? Tick. We just drag it all I know. the of movies. Damn. Yeah. It, they finish with, please do yourself a huge favor and avoid at all costs. And if Michael Madsen keeps appearing in films like this, he will soon be doing impersonations of Donald Trump on late t- night TV talk shows. Don't know what that means, but it feels like a burn. It really does. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what the people have to say about this 2018's The Megalodon. No, Megalodon, just Megalodon. Megalodon. Yeah. It didn't quite go that far. Yeah. The Megalodon. Can you imagine? Oh my God. No, we're taking you to court. Yeah. That's, that's straight up like, yeah, no. Um, so shall we get into the, uh, the ratings of this movie? Yeah. Go for it. For, uh, plot. Got a one. Yep, yep. <laughs> that makes no sense. That's all it deserves, and for there sure. Is no plot. No. The shark got an eight. Okay. Because he was pretty. He was He's pretty decent good. Shark. He's very bumpy. He needs to get those lumps looked at. He is supposed to be a prehistoric shark. Uh, yeah, I guess we so don't we're know adding what a bunch kind of. Bumps of yeah, on a bunch him. of bumps equals prehistoric. I mean, there was one of these movies that they literally had, like, spines coming out of them. Yeah, that's true. I think that's later. And there's another one where they have saws for fins, and they use them to cut up. We're not there. Listen, don't let make me think about that movie until we have to. All right? Oh, my God. My dad was like, have you watched this one? And I'm like, I don't think so. And then he started playing a scene, and I'm like, whoa, 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 wait. No, I know this one. Yeah, that one was a bad one. The sharks have saws for fins. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) It's really weird. It was a ahem, interesting time. So, shark got an eight. It's a pretty good asylum yeah. shark. No, it's not bad. For asylum, pretty good. Eight is even with the first Sharknado movie, which yeah. I think is yeah, fair. Yeah, it's fair. All right. Um, and then for fun, it got a 1.5. Yep, that, that, that tracks. I mean, I fell asleep. So, <laughs> yeah. clearly that shows you how fun it is. I mean, there were some fun parts There's in that some, they were so they ridiculous. Were, they were swallowed by a shark, and that was fun. Um, but I don't think it's enough fun to save the entire movie. Yeah, I mean, honestly, most of it was just about the Russians, and you're like, yeah, okay, it wasn't we get really it. about the shark, which is upsetting. You know, I want to, I watch a shark movie for the shark, not the Russians. We barely I don't give a saw fuck the about shark. the Russians. They also did the fun classic asylum thing where they keep reusing footage of the shark. They did use like, a lot of Like, you have the footage. megalodon swimming down, and then it's, like, turning around and going back up. And but it's just, yeah, it's just the they same They lose its attention, footage. and then you have the megalodon swimming down again at the exact same angle, yeah. and then turning around and going back up. I'm like, like we're not literally stupid. the octopus fight from... Mega yeah. shark versus giant octopus. Hell, like yeah. you're just reusing the same thing over and over and over again. They have like four different things of footage, I think, this time rather than just three. So like they're a, going a, places. A, a short step up. <laughs> yeah. So that is uh, that is megalodon. That's megalodon. It's it's certainly a movie. 
that we watched. We've watched twice. We did. Yep. We've uh, we've watched it twice, which is a decision we made. Yeah. It's uh, we make questionable decisions. Speaking we of questionable really decisions. Do. Oh, okay. A movie for next week. Oh, okay. Is a is a uh, fun one. It has. We give it decent points. We're watching okay. Atomic Shark. Okay. I don't remember anything about that movie. <laughs> All I can say is that he glows. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. I think All right. he glows like lime green. Well, it's atomic, right? So, of course, yeah. he has to. He's a radioactive shark. Oh, my God. So, uh, join us next time for yeah. Atomic Shark. Um, one day we'll get to things like the Meg. Or yeah, actually oh, good yeah. movies. The actual Meg movie we will be watching for sure. The next actually good movie we're watching, I believe, or like actual blockbuster movie, mm. I would say, is 47 meters down. Okay, well, that's fun. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, join us next time. Join bye! us next Okay, bye! Okay, bye! Oh my god! <laughs> Special thanks to Tetama for the use of their song Propane from the album Epilogue. Thank you.